It was almost two years ago, and I was living in Boulder, Colorado, and I was feeling stuck. I had been working as a book editor for decades, and I was just done with being the midwife for other people's creativity. I felt deep inside like it was time for me to start expressing my own voice and to start taking more creative risks. And I really just wanted to make some big changes in my life, but I couldn't. I was stuck in some weird inertia. I just, everything felt stagnant. Nothing was flowing. And it was like living in a dry lake bed. It was just kind of terrifying that this might be the way the rest of my life would feel. So this was back in 2012. And I don't know if you remember, there was talk in 2012 about possibly the world ending. And uh, I'm not saying that I believe that just because of some mind calendar cycle ending that everything would implode on that day. I think it was December 21st, uh, 2012. But I was open to the possibility of some kind of energetic shift, some kind of portal of consciousness opening so that there could be a transition and evolution. And I, I, I didn't want to miss it if that was happening. So also, I'll take any excuse for a ritual. Um, so I gathered some friends. Um, we had two Buddhists, a shaman, an ex-Mormon, a Christian contemplative, and me, an eclectic Jew. And we had a beautiful ritual. We lit candles and we said lots of prayers for world peace and global healing, as you do. And uh, <laughs> then we got to the good stuff, our own stuff, you know, our own personal prayers. And I prayed very, very hard for some kind of shift or upheaval, something to break me out of this stagnant rut that I just felt trapped in. Well. <laughs> Later, uh, the next week, right after Christmas, my husband David and I took a little trip to Taos, New Mexico for about four days. And I remember on the drive home, which was about six hours, I was just feeling really exhausted and I could not wait to get back to our comfortable house and climb into my cozy bed and just get a good night's sleep. We finally got home around 10.30 at night and walked up to the front, unlocked the front door, opened the door, turned on the light, and just stood there. Couldn't believe what was in front of us. There was water dripping down the ceiling, water flowing down the walls. Water had soaked all our stuff, all the furniture, all the rugs. The hardwood floors were rippled and buckled. Uh, the windows were fogged over. It, it felt like a sauna, and, and it smelled like mildew. It was surreal. I, I, just, I couldn't even make sense of it. I was just paralyzed. And, but David, he just like walked right in and I could hear him as he moved from room to room throughout the house, upstairs and downstairs. And I kept hearing the same word again and again throughout the house. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. 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 Now, you have to appreciate, David is a former monk and he meditates for a living. <laughs> He's the most peaceful, calm, and calm guy 
nothing. So when I heard all those fucks, I knew. <laughs> we were fucked. <laughs> Well, someone from the water mitigation company finally arrived at about 2 in the morning and looked around and he saw that the upstairs toilet had been leaking the whole time we were gone. The whole house was ruined. And he said, you have three days to pack up and remove everything from the house, everything, so that we could start ripping out the walls and the floors before mold sets in. This was all a bit overwhelming for me. And I started to feel sick to my stomach and I barely made it to the bathroom before I started violently vomiting. <laughs> I thought at first it was like an emotional reaction, but it turned out that was the beginning of a week of the worst stomach flu I've ever had. <laughs> what I needed was just to go to bed and sleep and sip ginger ale and do nothing else. But we had a lot of work to do. 20 years worth of packing right there. And uh, so just for the record, going through and clearing out 20 years worth of stuff and clutter from your house while you have a high fever and you're puking your guts out every 10 minutes is not the most fun way to bring in the new year. <laughs> it was like, happy 2013, it's time for a purge. <laughs> Well, it was about four months that we were out of the house while it was being renovated. We were living at friends' houses and in hotels and in rental homes. And during that time, something shifted. I loved this house. I own this house. And um, I could have never imagined leaving before. But once our stuff was all out anyway, it was almost like the water had dislodged my sense of attachment to the house. And we started to think, maybe this happened for a reason maybe we're meant to buy a different house in Boulder that is better suited for the next stage of our lives. Um, so let's start looking and we started house hunting while we were displaced but we couldn't find anything that felt right and Boulder's really expensive too. So um, at the end of April after four months we finally moved back into our newly renovated house that didn't quite feel like home anymore and I was still feeling stuck. That September, Boulder had a very intense rainstorm. On September 11th, it was raining so hard that we were joking about going out and gathering animals two by two. <laughs> that night, I looked out the window and I couldn't believe what I saw. The street in front of our house had turned into a raging river. There was trash cans and cars floating by. It, it was crazy. I, I ran down to the basement and it was filling up with water. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> I couldn't go through this again. We had just moved back. I couldn't believe this was happening again. I was alone because David was off on a meditation retreat. <laughs> Floods, sirens screaming, and, 
and watching the National Guard helicopters overhead as they're rescuing people. This was a huge flood. I mean, people died and thousands of homes and were destroyed and damaged and it just devastated Boulder. Amazingly, our house actually was okay thanks to our recent renovation. Thank you, State Farm. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was like all ship-shaped, so that was good. But still, there was something about this flood that changed my feeling about being in Boulder. Uh, it was almost like the water had dislodged my attachment to the town. And I started to think maybe this stagnation I've been feeling is kind of a prod from the universe to like get me to go somewhere else and start fresh, somewhere new. It's kind of like a, a plant that will start to wilt and die when its roots outgrow the pot it's in. We were like plants that needed to be repotted somewhere else so that we could bloom. But where was our pot? <laughs> I knew you would think that. And now it's legal in both states. <laughs> so um, somehow Portland ended up on our radar. We had never been, didn't know anybody here. Everything I knew about Portland came from Portlandia. <laughs> we came, we made a couple trips, and we loved it. The people were so friendly and warm and welcoming, and it was insanely green. And you could actually drive to the ocean, and almost everything was gluten-free. <laughs> and housing was cheap compared to Boulder. <laughs> Boulder and Portland actually have a lot in common, but there were some key differences that I noticed. It felt like Boulder, the energy there is kind of masculine. It's got bright sunshine, and it's dry, and arid, and high altitude, and all those mountains. Portland feels more feminine, more yin energy. It's moist, it's moody, it's fertile and flowy. In Boulder, people are pretty competitive and achievement-driven. Like you're always seeing these uber athletes and their spandex, you know, zipping by as they're training for the next triathlon or Olympics or whatever they're doing. And, uh, you know, there's the type A new agers in Whole Foods who are rushing, you know, shoving past you to get to their hot yoga class. Just like, very go, go, go. Portland felt more relaxed. It's like people hang out in vinyl record stores. <laughs> They ride unicycles to work. <laughs> they, they post poetry on their front lawns. <laughs> They're willing to wait an hour in line for a scoop of pear and blue cheese ice cream. <laughs> it felt like Boulder was all about doing and Portland was more about being in my gross overgeneralization. But we were really drawn to that sense of needing to just be. And uh, so we decided to move here. But it was huge. It was huge to make that decision because we had been in Boulder for a really long time and we were deeply rooted there and we loved our friends there. 
we started telling people we were moving, they were shocked. It was like inconceivable. And all the things we had to do to get our house ready to sell and to prepare to move 1,300 miles away to a place where we didn't really know people, it was overwhelming and exhausting and really scary. But at the same time, it, it felt totally right. Well, we moved here nine weeks ago, and it's been... Thank you. 